0: But at least you don't get your period, right? After you've had children, your periods can change, especially when you're in your late 30s and 40s. Right when you need everything to be supporting your health and well-being, that part of things can all come undone. Lara Bryden is a naturopath and author of Period Repair Manual, Every Woman's Guide to Better Periods. And she's here to talk to us about perimenopause. Hi, Lara, how are you? Hi, Siobhan, thanks for having me. It's quite interesting in a way because when I got this book, it was sent to me and I looked at it and I went, oh, who wants to know about their periods? And I kind of put it aside and then I brought it back and I started flicking through it and I saw the chapter about perimenopause. And I thought, Oh, I'm really interested in this because it it seems relevant to me. But when I was thinking about um, talking to you, I was like, I've never heard people really, I've, I've heard people speak about perimenopause maybe once. I can't remember anyone speaking about uncomfortable periods unless it has to do with endometriosis or more severe afflictions for women. But even that, they're all quite silent subjects, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and actually the word perimenopause, most people don't know it, most women don't know it, doctors don't know it, journalists don't, don't know don't know it, which is why I called that chapter, What Happens in Your 40s, to catch the attention of everyone who needs to know this. Um,
0: isn't that funny, though? It's like um, we talk about so many things, but we don't really talk about our periods, do we? I think what happens as some of
1: us start to experience symptoms in our 40s, maybe troubling symptoms, quite difficult period for some of us and periods for some of us and also hot flushes and sleepless nights and worsening mood. My experience with my patients is there's a degree of almost shame about that around aging and because our society is not very supportive of women getting older. So I think if women have a little inkling, oh, this might be because I'm getting close to menopause, or maybe they think I might be in early menopause, even though it's normal to get those symptoms as early as your late 30s, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. I mean, before before we get stuck into perimenopause, which I am fascinated in, um, can having children alter your cycle?
1: Yes and no. You know, it really... There seems to be such a variety of experiences out there. And certainly with my own patients, I've seen that. That seems to be in the literature as well. Your periods can be just how they were before, but also factoring in that you're a bit older now. And... Or they can change. They can. Some women have better periods, easier periods. Some women have more difficult periods. I think one of the things to flag as something to think about is that many women will have been on birth control leading up to pregnancy, and those are not real periods. So one of the messages in my book is that pill bleeds are not real menstrual cycles. So then after a baby, if you then move into having natural menstrual cycles, those might be the first real periods you've had in who knows how long, like 15 or 20 years sometimes. So for many women, I think they're just experiencing for the first time what their periods are really
0: like. And something else I was thinking about in terms of perimenopause is that we know women are having babies later. Yeah. So let's say they, that you were on the pill before you had your babies, you have your babies. By the time you're finished, you're in your late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. And then you go into having a natural period and you're in perimenopause. Yeah, it's kind of a perfect
1: storm. So you've got the postpartum, you know, plus factors like thyroid disease can sometimes flare up after pregnancy and also in our 40s as another common... and a common thing to happen. And when thyroid disease interacts with female hormones, you can start to get heavier periods, worse PMS, plus just the natural changes that happen in our 40s to everyone. It can be a very confusing time. So I hope the chapter, What Happens in Your 40s, can help (laughs) women can help sort that out for some people.
0: I'm still trying to get my head around that I'm in my 40s. Yeah,
1: (laughs) my 40s have been my favorite
0: decade so far. Um, That's what I like to hear. Yeah. (laughs) You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Lara Bryden. She is a naturopath and author of Period Repair Manual, Every Woman's Guide to Better Periods. And I am especially interested in the perimenopause, um, I say chapter, but as Lara's been (laughs) saying, she has named it, What Happens in Your 40s. I'm particularly interested in this, and I think you might be as well, because as I was mentioning before, we're having our babies later. By the time we've um, finished having our families, we could be in the heart of perimenopause. So um, getting back to, you've touched on what the symptoms could be that you're going through perimenopause. Yeah. Could you tell me, um, just give me a list of things that you may experience if you're going through this period?
1: Yeah, mood can change. So that's one of the, probably the ones that women complain about the most. So it's it's kind of like PMS on steroids. So it, can, it can be. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone experiences that. But an irritability that maybe is new and a lessened ability to cope with stress. And some of that is from the big drop in progesterone that happens in our 40s as we don't ovulate as often or as strongly. And progesterone is not just for making babies. Actually, it's the hormone that helps to regulate our stress response. It's really good for brain health and reducing anxiety. So, so I th- why does it drop? That's not fair. No, <laughs> our ovaries, as that ten years before they stop, they they're just less active. Our little ovarian follicles that make both estrogen and progesterone are they're not doing their job quite as well. And but paradoxically, that means that almost complete drop in progesterone for some of us, but estrogen can actually increase. So this is where the reality about perimenopause differs quite a lot from the narrative that we've been told, which is that that we're in this slow, gradual decline of estrogen. That's actually not true. What the research shows is that for some of us, estrogen can spike up to almost three times what it was before, what you ever had before. And estrogen is a very powerful hormone, very powerful for mood. Beneficial for mood in small amounts, but high amounts of estrogen create irritability. And then you get the big drop from high to low of estrogen. And that's what can trigger the hot flushes that happen even during our 40s, even years, maybe even 10 years before periods
0: actually stop. Um, One of the things you also touched on in the book is uh, an inability to sleep. Is it the same as insomnia or is it just not as a complete night's sleep? It, it, it can be difficulty falling asleep. There can be a
1: pattern that often is common in our 40s of popping awake in the middle of the night, popping awake at 3 a.m., which definitely for new mums might be you know, compounded by the fact that they have young kids and... Also, a lot of mums have told me that once you have young kids, your sleep is just Ruined. really never the same again, even once the kids start sleeping, because you've got this new yes. kind of vigilance at night. And so you couple that with the, the loss of progesterone. And sleep can be a real problem for some of us.
0: I have heard a few women talk about how, as they have gotten older, that their periods have become heavier. Yeah, And I feel like that is something not necessarily that women are ashamed about. But they just accept as one of the mysteries of being a woman, you know, like when you start having your period and then all the changes through life, you're like, oh, well, it's it's heavier. It's really inconvenient, but I just get to deal with it. Oh, you know, but Siobhan, this kind of comes to the heart of the
1: matter. This is almost the reason... I wrote the book, Period Repair Manual, is to reframe that. I think for too long, women have just been told to suck it up, if I can say that yes, phrase. Yes, of course you can. And you know their their problems kind of minimized and just told that it's normal. I'm really trying to raise the bar of expectation of what it's like to have a normal period, even in our 40s. Even if your mother and your grandmother and all your aunties had terrible periods like that, it doesn't mean that's normal So the amount of menstrual fluid that we should lose during an average cycle over all the days of the period is no more than about 80 milliliters.
0: Right. Which is... Wow.
1: Yeah. You know, if you're using a menstrual cup, you can measure that. Otherwise, it equates to about 16 tampons. And during perimenopause, just to give you an idea of scale, like some women can lose up to 500 milliliters. Wow. So so not the 80, but, you know, many times that. And that's... A, that's a health problem because of course women become iron deficient and then they might need an iron injection and you know that's not sustainable. It mm. creates fatigue.
0: So what I say to my patients is you don't have to put up with that. You should not have to put up with that. So what is the treatment then if um, if we can change things and not put up with that kind of um, experience? Yeah so those heavy periods like I'm
1: describing especially if it goes along with pain. I think one of the first things is to get a some kind of diagnosis from the doctor. They might not always be able to provide a diagnosis. They might say it's just hormonal, it's just how you are, but they do need to rule out things like endometriosis and something called adenomyosis, which some of your listeners may not have heard about. It's quite a common condition that can happen at any age, but it's more common in our 40s. And what is that? It's kind of like endometriosis but inside the the muscle wall of the uterus if your listeners are familiar with endometriosis it's having tissue that's like uterine lining growing where it's not supposed to grow and adenomyosis is i think the next big thing that we're going to be hearing more about right right now a lot of us are part of a, a awareness campaign for endometriosis and trying to bring that out from you know the dark because just like you said with the heavy periods in our 40s just Painful periods generally have been minimized and dismissed and women made to feel like this is just what I have to put up with. This is the price of being a woman. And that's not the case at all.
0: So um, you go to your GP and you do have a section in your book about questions you can ask your GP. Um, What are some of the common ways uh, the medical profession might try to treat those symptoms?
1: Yeah. So the number one treatment for the heavy periods that we've just been discussing is the Marina IUD, um, which is the hormonal IUD, which is a progestin-secreting intrauterine device. And I'll just say at this point that the drug that is in that device and that's in any type of hormonal birth control is not actually progesterone, not the beautiful hormone that I was just describing a little while ago. It's a... An analogue of that—it's a progestin drug that does have side effects, unfortunately. I'm not anti it. You know, I think if it women really need that to control their periods, then that's an option. But what I find with most of my patients is there are other ways. Um, so, yes, the doctor will be offering the IUD, but what you can also Um, ask the doctor is, has, for example, has adenomyosis been ruled out? Has underactive thyroid been ruled out? Because that's another common cause of heavy periods. And just make sure all those boxes have been ticked. And then once the doctor says it's just a hormonal thing, I have nothing else to offer you except for this IUD, then you can start to look at some of
0: the natural treatments that I talk about in my book. And And with the natural treatments, I'm assuming that you should go to a professional like yourself and say... This is what's happening. I want to know how I can change this um, using a natural way. I can't imagine every naturopath has the same scope and experience as you.
1: I mean, I have some very obviously sort of. Specific ideas how to treat things. I think I think those are shared with many naturopaths. For for the sake of the book, Period of manual, I've tried to simplify it to some things that tried and true that have worked for my patients over the last twenty years. So, for the heavy periods of perimenopause, for example, I recommend. I can just run through, you know, four things if you want. Yeah, sure. Because these are in my book, and so these are. I'm happy to share these with people. They, you know, of course, they can be. They should be used after first consulting with your doctor or maybe with your local naturopath just to confirm that they're the right thing. But, you know, they're, they're all quite straightforward and safe. So the first one is I encourage my patients to try a few months off normal cow's dairy. I, I find that that, probably for about 8 out of 10 women, that can make a big difference, possibly wow. not on its own enough to completely fix the problem. But dairy does seem does make periods heavier, I have some ideas about the mechanisms of that. No one's really, no scientists have looked at that because yeah. this isn't something science is really looking at. And then the next thing is a simple supplement called turmeric, which people might want to be taking anyway for joint pain. It's anti-inflammatory. It also has the nice effect of reducing menstrual flow. And then I do speak in my book for the those of us in our 40s. There's something called body identical progesterone, which is a prescription item. So you'd have to speak to your doctor about that. Um, the brand name is Prometrium. I mentioned that in the book. It has quite a profound period lightening effect because progesterone has a period lightening effect, which is why in our 40s when we lose
0: progesterone, our periods can get heavier. So interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I can't be- I'm glad that I gave this book a second look at that, yeah. but it does speak to how we all feel about this topic. So, um, Lara, thank you so much for writing the book and thank you for coming in. Thank you. That was Lara Bryden. She's a naturopath and author of Period Repair Manual, Every Woman's Guide to Better Periods. And while I did concentrate on what happens in your 40s, there are many more chapters to the book, so we'll pop a link up on our website so you can look at it yourself. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from